Buckle up, everyone, and welcome to Carpool Rugby League, a show where two rugby league tragics talk everything rugby league on your way to or from work. I'm Graham. And I'm the Chameleon. Welcome aboard and on with the show. Yes, it's Wednesday, and you know what that means. It's another episode of Carpool Rugby League, and joining me this week, as always, I have Griffo to talk everything happening in Rugby League. Thanks for joining us, Griffo. you got a bit of a scratchy throat there, and we really appreciate the commitment. Yeah, thanks, Graham. I'm the 19th man for this week. Uh, my time has come. The, the COVID bug has, has kissed me on the ass. so um, here I am in isolation. <laughs> I was nearly the silent chameleon there a moment ago. But, uh, here we are. Here we go. All right. So um, we have plenty to talk about this week. As always, we'll have Griffo's grab, uh, Graham's gaff this week. We'll preview everything happening in round four, some big matchups happening this week. But um, first of all, to get us started, we'll talk about some of the big matchups last week because the, the competition, Griffo, we're now starting to see. Um, oh, we've only got one team undefeated and one team that hasn't had a win. So there's a lot of congestion in the middle there and it's, it's all got to sort itself out as we go on. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it's telling us a couple of things, Graham. It's telling us that we've got a much more even competition this year than we've had in a few years. And um, that some of our predictions before the season are going to be somewhat off the mark because, uh, we're seeing a lot of teams performing a lot better than what we expected and, and none more so than, than the Cowboys who are currently in second position. I tipped them for the spoon. Well, I don't think they're going to win the spoon because I can't see the West Tigers getting more than four points to, to go past them. Uh, but they're doing really well. Um, conversely, the Roosters at the moment uh, are really way off the mark but you know i do expect they're going to improve yeah yeah definitely plenty to unfold still and last week told us told us heaps and in the first game of the the round we saw the dragons go down to the sharks 36 points to 12 so uh, the good start for the cronulla sharks continues you mentioned the woes for the west tigers um well this is one of those games where um you know many people say the tigers had their chances but they didn't take the most of them on uh, Friday night out at Campbelltown. 12 points to 16. Tigers going down to the Warriors. Uh, the Rabbitohs. You can tell the excitement in my voice. They have bounced back. There's a win to the Rabbitohs. Their first of the year over their arch rivals, the uh, Roosters. 28 points to 16 on Friday. Uh, a very eventful game out at Bathurst on Saturday afternoon where the Panthers, uh, they won 38 points to 20. Over the Newcastle Knights, uh, plenty of talking points are going to come out of that one, Griffo, and we'll get to some of those a little later on. Uh, the Storm went down to the Parramatta Eels. We talked a little bit about it last week. They are a bit of a bogey team for the Storm, but Parramatta bouncing back, 28 points to 24, uh, defeating Melbourne down in Melbourne. Uh, the Canberra Raiders. This game was uh, unbelievable. I reckon a lot of people might have uh, turned this one off at around half time, thinking, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty much over. They came back from 22 0 down 
to defeat the Titans 24-22 uh, on Saturday night in Canberra. As you mentioned there, Griffo, the Cowboys continued their positive run, uh, defeating the Broncos 38 points to 12 on Sunday afternoon at Suncorp Stadium. And the Manly Seagulls uh, got off. Well, they, they, they got their first win. I was going to say they got off the duck egg, but, you know, um, they're Seagulls. They're probably sitting on uh, Seagull eggs. But um, 13 points to 12, they defeated the Bulldogs. So, yeah, a couple of couple of talking points out of that, Griffo. I think, um, you know, we, we mentioned it, uh, you know, earlier on that we think the Titans can score some points and, you know, they, they can leak some points. But, geez, we, we've talked about them as top eight contenders and, they they blew a twenty two nil lead on the weekend. Yeah, um, the fact is they're mentally soft. Um, they're not physically soft, but they're mentally soft. This is not the first time this has happened in the last twelve months where they've had a massive lead and uh, only to lose the game. Um, until they stop that from happening. They're going nowhere um, in a positive direction. They're a great attacking team, as you mentioned. Yeah. That's only half the game. Um, you should not lose when you're 22 points in front. No. Um, they shouldn't have let the Raiders score right on half time. Um, and that was a turning point. <coughs> but even still, it was still 18 in front. So just mental weakness. That's all it is. Yeah, it, it, it's not that they haven't got talent. They, they put four tries on in the first yeah. half, nothing in the second half. It's not like they were down. I don't think they had anyone in the bin or anything like that. There's no reason for it other than they're mentally not strong enough at this stage. I know they're a young side. Um, their captain is only 21 years of age, um, but they've got to get mentally stronger if they're going to be any sort of threat. And uh, I had them in my eight. Um, we might look, you know, maybe in a couple of rounds, we might look at uh, what our eight was and see if we, yeah. we can change. What Already. We <laughs> Already we're uh, regretting some yeah. of them. I'm, I'm not convinced they're going to make the eight now, to be honest. Well, one team that everyone had in their eight, and we, we all had them in the top four and well into that top four uh, is the Manly Seagulls. We talked about them being slow starters over the past couple of seasons and eventually coming good. They got the job done on the weekend, but only just. I mean, against a team like the Bulldogs at home, um, relying on a field goal to get home in that one. Yeah. Look, it was an ugly win, but a win. And um, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. It's not how you win. It's where the... Give them some confidence. It's credit to the Bulldogs who defended their line the whole second half. They didn't let Manly score a try. And it seemed like Manly were on the Bulldogs line for most of the second half. So yeah. great. At the end of the day, they didn't get the two points Manly did. And um yeah, I you know, I think the Bulldogs they're they're much better than they were. Um, you know, last year when they played Manly, they got beat by over 50. So it's a big, uh, a big improvement, but still got to be able to score points to, to win rugby league games. And uh, 
you know, um, Manly will be happy they got the two points because yeah. it's two points more than they had. That's true. And it's two points more than the West Tigers. Their woes continue. Um, it's a real, real concern for the Tigers and their fans, um, especially considering this game against the Warriors. You'd really think that this was their great shot at winning. They had plenty of opportunities, but they just can't get the job done. They're inept. Um, <laughs> they should have won that game. Yeah. The Warriors... You know, they had a player put in the sin bin with about 11 and a half minutes to go. Um, the Tigers just couldn't score. It was, it was, it was a dreadful game of Billy, to be fair. Um, you know, Mr. Valandis and uh, Mr. Abdo, they could have uh, perhaps ordered a decree that no team gets two points out of that game because it was just so bad. <laughs> just wasn't worth it. Nobody deserved points. That. They should have given the two from the points. Record. To the uh, it was awful. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, um, two teams that are not going to feature anywhere near the top eight. Um, and... Uh, uh, you know, it, it's a train wreck, the West Tigers. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know what to say. Uh, the, the coach, the team, it just doesn't gel. Um, they're they're going to go nowhere this season, no matter whether they keep the coach or change the coach. It's not going to change the result. Um, better things, better days ahead next year with some of the signings they've got. But I just, it's, it's, it's hard to say, you know, after three rounds that you're writing a year off already. But I think the writing's on the wall and, and, and they're just going nowhere this year. Um, they're, they're a train wreck. Yeah. Well, one team we didn't give a lot of credit to leading into the season and well, they, they scored 38 points on the weekend. The Broncos only scored 12. It was a big win for them. Um, they're second on the ladder. I know it's only early, but... Um, you know, some of us were were predicting they may only win two games all year. That's the Cowboys. I think they seem to be the surprise, as you said, Griffo. Um, another good performance on the weekend from them. Yeah, it was outstanding. Um, yeah, I, I had the Cowboys as wooden spooners. Um, yeah, as did I. But uh, credit to to Todd Payton and his uh, and his men there, who really did did play. Uh, probably as, as good a game as, as the Cowboys have produced in, in a long, long time. Um, they just dominated completely that game. Um, you know, I've been critical of, of, of their signing of both Dearden and, and, and Townsend, um, but I thought they were really good last week. And uh, I'm not quite got egg on my face yet. It's still early days. But, <laughs> There's a lot of um, money to be played. <laughs> no, but, uh, but I think there's someone... Uh, just you know, looking for a chicken to, to lay one and, and smash it over my head. But um, it's a long season. But credit to them, I, I, I give every credit to them. I thought they were great. Um, the young forwards there doing great things. Uh, in particular, um, Jeremiah Nanai was outstanding. Yeah, Valentine Holmes played his, his best game since he he returned from from America. Um, and they were just too strong for the Broncos. Yep. Yeah. Credit to them. Yeah, the other team that um, 
that had a good win were, were the South Sydney Rabbitohs. It's their first win of the year. Um, obviously, a lot of people have been critical of their start to the season. They were the grand finalists last year. Um, are we confident to say that the Rabbitohs are back, Griffo? Well, I thought they were brilliant last week. Um, in saying that, I've got to temper it by saying the Roosters were awful. Um, but yeah, I think the thing about South Sydney to me is they're, they're a confidence team. They've got a number of players there who really are confidence players, particularly uh, the 5-8 and then the fullback. Um, I mean, they're great players, but when they're confident, they're, they're unstoppable. So um, it's amazing you know, what a difference a week can make in rugby league. Um, the the poor form that they showed in the first two games is, is forgotten after one very strong performance. So, um, yeah, I think, I think they're back. I think yeah. they're back. Yeah. One team that does look confident <coughs> as well. And we, we've spoken about new players coming in and whether they gel or not. Team playing with confidence, a team that looks like they've gelled despite the fact they're new players. That's a Cronulla Sharks. I thought they were pretty good the other night. No, they were they were very good. Um, yeah, they're they're a danger side. Uh, I I certainly had them in my eight, the Sharks, but I had them towards the bottom of the eight. Um, I've got a feeling they might be a little bit higher than that. That uh, they're they're going really well, and 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 the combination of of Nico Hines and Matt Moylan is certainly starting to work, and it's starting quite quickly. Um, they've got a strong forward pack. They've got talented outside backs. Uh, they look good. They look good, and they've got a few players still to come back, like Wade Graham. Um, so uh, yeah, they 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 look to be on track. The Cornell Sharks. Um, they only went down narrowly in the in the game that they lost. I think it was to the Raiders in round one, uh, and then they uh, they beat the Eels, which I think uh, being able to beat the Eels this year is is, is quite an achievement. I'll talk about para later, mm. but um, and then they uh, yeah they wiped the Dragons away, and the Dragons had been touted as being a you know a team on the up, um, but uh, yeah, the Sharks way too good there. Yeah, yeah. Well, you mentioned the the Eels there taking on uh, Nico Hines' former team, the Storm. Uh, the Melbourne Storm have had two um two goal point games in as many weeks. The one last week went their way. This one didn't. Parramatta got the job done, twenty eight twenty four. Um, they'll take so much confidence out of this going down to Melbourne and coming home with the two points. That's that's a massive feat, no matter what team you are in this competition. Yeah, look, um, hats off to both sides, really. That that was the highest quality rugby league you're going to see. Um, I, I saw most of the game on TV. I was listening to bits on the radios. I was here, there, and everywhere during that time. But um, but I've gone back and watched the, uh, the KO Mini and, and just some of the most amazing tries you could wish to see. Um, High, high quality game, and uh, finished in in a in a, a magnificent manner. Particularly if you're a blue and gold person. Um, the thing that impresses me most about Parramatta, um, besides the on-field performance, 
is the attitude of their players. Uh, and I speak especially of, of Mitchell Moses, who in the past has, when he's been interviewed, come across as being somewhat cocky and um, a little bit full of himself. But he is much more mature now, and I've been so impressed. He's been dirty after the uh, the game against, uh, I think it was the Titans, when they just got up, and also in that game. Not, you know, whooping it up that they'd won the game, but sort of being really down on the fact that they shouldn't have got to that, that, um, that they need to be better. Um, he even said they were lucky to beat the Storm. Well, I, I don't agree with him. I don't, it was more than luck. They're, they're a good side, and they're completely focused. Um, I think they're a real threat this year, Parramatta. Um, to Melbourne's credit, they just keep turning up. They've, they've missing a lot of players still, um, but the, the guys that go out, they get the, you know just play very, very well. And um, like I said, I think the Warriors' two points should have been gifted to the Storm for the performances. <laughs> but, uh, That's true. They played a lot better like than them and they, uh, yeah. they get points. But uh, look, both those sides are going to be there when the whips are cracking at the end of the year. Two great sides. Yeah. And um, look, speaking of great sides, the only side that's yet to lose a game this year are the Penrith Panthers. Um it was a very eventful game, and um, I don't think anyone needs to guess what might feature in my segment from this game, but I'll get to that in a moment. I'd rather you talk about uh, the Penrith Panthers, Griffo, and their their performance. Um, because early on, before you know the, the Barnett send-off, uh, I feel like at the time it was maybe 6-4 for the Knights. 6-4 Knights, yeah. yeah. It, was a, it, was a, it was a close game, and... Um, and that, that may have turned the tide um, and had a, had a massive impact, but uh, Penrith just seemed to get the, get the job done, even though they were well down on troops. Yeah, I, look, I think, I think the send-off was pivotal in the, the, what decided the game. I, I thought Newcastle had the better of the game up until that point. Um, as a Panthers fan, I, I'm really pleased we got the win and not just got the win. It was a plus 18, um, but Newcastle played t- for 12 men for about 50 minutes. Yeah. Um, and, and if you want to look at maybe a negative aspect, they scored three tries while they were playing down. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Now that's a concern. Um, that's a big concern that, um, you know, Penrith's game really is, is built around defence and there was some pretty poor defence out wide, um, which was where the tries were being scored. Um, so there's some concerns there that they need to tighten that up. Um, the flip side is, the positive is that, that they scored a lot of tries. Um, now, yes, the, the Knights were a player down and they should have scored tries, but... Um, the two young guys, Tago and Taylor May, um, did combine really well. And uh, between them, I think they got five tries. Yeah. So 
upside, the attack looks really good with those guys there. Downside, they've got some work to do in defence, and I think South will certainly target that side of the field. Um, Matego's a strong defender, but he, what I've noticed is he's had a few bad reads. Um, so yeah, they they've got to um, they got to get that in order. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like two points, two points, and, and happy with that. Um, again, they, they were way down on on playing talent. Um, so credit to the Panthers for they had a lot of guys out. Yeah. Um, and to get yeah, through that period right. with without Nathan Cleary, exactly. three from three wins, um, that, that's a phenomenal result. And they'll be looking yeah. at some of these other injuries, obviously other key personnel that are out, <coughs> Brian Toto, so on and so forth. Um, if they can get through that next period where those players are out, you know, Bisher Harris, a bit unsure about when he's back. Yeah. Um, the more wins they can get during that period, um, you know, the for the Panthers. All right, well, that, that gives a bit of an indication of what happened last week, just a fair overview, but I'd be interested to see, Griffo, um, apart from grabbing COVID-19, I'd be interested to see what else grabbed your eye. Griffo All right, what did you take out of the weekend? Okay, my grab has been set in stone for the week. That's race stone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, what a marvellous... Uh, Marvelous uh, effort from Ray. Um, he is a guy that's probably one of the most unlikely guys ever to get the grab. Um, poor fella had such a, an unhappy night in the in the big semifinal last year against the Panthers. Yes, when they played him at dummy half, and he's clearly not a dummy half. Um, he looked more like a dummy that night, <laughs> but. Uh, he had his uh, his finest hour um, down in Melbourne, where uh, in the first half he scored. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, um, bomb was put up. He went up for it, got the try. <coughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, and uh, then in extra time, uh, Mitch Moses goes the drop goal. It hits the post rebounds and the only guy coming through from either side was ray stone and he put on the big stone sidestep i think it was uh inside jerome hughes dived over won the game for para and at the same time did his acl yeah which uh, the most bittersweet of <laughs> of moments you can imagine um that's his career over at the eels because uh, yeah. he's off to the Dolphins next year. Um, you, you can't write that sort of stuff. You know, like, it's amazing. I mean, his biggest moment in his career and probably his worst moment in his career all in one. Um, so I couldn't, there's no one else that could have got the grab this week. Ray Stone. Uh, all the very best with your recovery and, and well done yeah. on, on the achievements of just, that's the sort of player he is. He never gives up. It's a desperation. He's always there. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I know, um, I know the guys at the, the Dolphins, that's why they signed him. Cause yeah. he is that type of player. 
and uh, I just hope that you know he he recovers fully. Um, and uh, yeah, it's sad for him that he's out for the season. Um, but yeah, in years to come, he can uh, he can show his kids. Uh, look at me, you know. Look at what yeah. I did. <laughs> so good on you, Ray. That's my yeah. run for the week. Yeah, no, and we wish him all the best with his recovery. And you know, as you said, Griffo, it's it's someone who um, who leaves it all out on the field, literally. And it was just really great to see the desperation and um, and the effort that that goes into it. And that's that's sometimes what you got to put into to to win those big ones. And um, yeah, Mel, um, the the Eels did it against Melbourne. So we'll go from the highs of the weekend with Ray Stone and his heroics to to the low of the weekend. Um, yeah, we've got a bit of a talking point here for Graham's gaff this week. Alright. So, my gaff this week comes out of the Penrith and um, Newcastle game. I think those who are watching the Warriors and uh, and Tigers thought, oh, here we go. Graham's going to have a field day with this one. And then Mitch Barnett saved them on, uh, yeah. on Saturday. This was mind-blowing. We've talked about uh, brain farts, brain snaps, absolute, you know, just explosions in the past. But this one from Mitch Barnett, I reckon, is right up there. Um, he's hit off the ball on Chris Smith on the weekend. Uh, we now know after he was referred straight to the judiciary last night that he will face six weeks on the sideline. A uh, couple of things to talk about out of this one, Griffo. Uh, first of all, the act itself, um, mind blowing. I, I just, I just don't know what he was thinking. Um, as he ran past Smith and decided to put his elbow out and clock him on the jaw. Well, it was a dog act. I mean, you've got to call a spade a spade. It's just something that shouldn't happen. Um, Mitch Barnett has some issues. Um, he's got to realise that we're in the 2020s, not the 1970s. Yeah. Um, that sort of thing went on and um, it was part of the game, but it was long left out of the game. Um, and we don't want to see it coming back. No. And the game is better for not um, having it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's just wrong. Um, I thought six weeks was probably two weeks shy of what I would have given um yeah I, I thought so too i was thinking more sort of yeah i actually thought eight to ten given the yeah. nature of it a lot of people say well, eight maybe about right yeah um yeah i think so but the bottom line is we don't see too much worse than that no and if that's the worst we see is is six weeks enough yeah and and, and i, I think, think people so. The first thing they start to do is make comparisons to ones in recent memory. Um, you know, we I feel like we could. We're sick of talking about the Latrell Mitchell one, but you know that was six weeks for, you know, a, 
a, a desperation tackle gone wrong on a bloke that was actually holding the ball. I mean, Fumiano's out for five for a, for a hip drop. Yeah. This is a um, this is a off the ball dog act. I think it ended up being yeah. um, classed as careless from what I from what I've seen, um, yeah. as opposed to to reckless. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, yeah, there's no excuse. I mean, he, he had to, he had to lift his arm up to do what he did. Yeah. Um. And and like I didn't see it live. Just sorry, saw it was Chris reckless. Smith, sort of. Reckless. Okay. Reckless dangerous um, contact. Sorry. Well, Chris Smith was lying prone on the field. I thought, what's happened there? And play went on for a little while after, and then. Uh, they came back and, and showed the footage and nobody uh, thought anything other than this guy's going from the field. Credit to the referees for, for doing what had to be done. Um, and uh, I, I believe he, he probably cost Newcastle the game. I, I thought they were a pretty strong chance of winning that game. Right um, it, but I, never, <clears throat> I didn't really think afterwards that they were going to lose the game, but I tell you what, towards the end, it got back to down to about eight points, and I started thinking, oh, here we go, come on, Penrith. Um, and then Penrith got a few more tries, but um, yeah, I think uh, I think he cost, the, cost his team the game, and, and while, you know, Chris Smith is out injured this week, I'm not quite sure that the extent of his injury, but I don't believe it's a broken jaw. Um, I think it's a one week, uh, one week injury, but, uh, what I'm anyway, hearing is he's failed Chris all his, his H- okay. yeah, he's failed all his <coughs> stuff. Okay. Um, this uh, week by the sounds of it, that's okay. what I've heard. Uh, well, I feel, I feel for him because he's a guy who's come back to the club. He started at Penrith, played at a few clubs, come back and was actually going quite well in the trials and this was the first time he got on in an NRL game and uh, um, yeah so his opportunity is lost um, because of a foul act you know we might not see Chris Smith back in the top grade for quite some time as other players come back from injury and whatnot so he might not get back in there um, but anyway yeah. Uh, yeah Mitch Barnett uh not good, um, and, and, and that's just, he's, he's got a bit of a history of, of doing he's got the wrong form. thing. He has got form, yeah. I think. Um, he's been I mean, he's a really good player, but yeah. he's just got to get this crap out of his game. I mean, yeah, it's it's okay to be aggressive, yeah, but you can't do that. And there's there's so many players we've talked about. We've said, oh, they're, they're good players. There's a lot of potential. It, it's very hard for those players to to really get to that next great level, especially if they're spending. You know, six weeks of a season on the sideline, and uh, if you're a Newcastle Knights fan, that one really hurts because they've had a great start to the season. Yeah. And um, yeah, look, we'll 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 have to just uh, keep an eye on this space and see how much of an impact that has on the Knights um, going forward. We know that this week they've got a big game against the Sharks; they're going to have to be at their best. So, not ideal for the for the Newcastle Knights. <laughs> Well, I think, Griffo, that might bring us to the point of the uh, the episode where we'll talk about what's happening this week. 
So uh, it's time we kick off our round four preview. All right, there's the whistle and the kickoff for the round four preview. We're doing something a bit different, Griffo. We're um, we, we, we're going to try something this week. We're going to go with uh, what what I'm going to dub the two-minute tip. So um, I, I know we're a bit short on time and you're not well, and we'll try and um, you know get a, the key information to people in the most concise way possible so that you can have a bit of a bit of a break. So uh, what we're going to do is I'll introduce the, uh, the round as normal, give you a few ins and outs, let you know what's going on. And then um, when I throw to you, you'll have uh, two minutes to, to give me the lay of the land, who you're tipping and why. And um, you'll hear a siren go. And when the siren goes, Griffo, just uh, make sure you give us your tip. And then, um, then, yeah, then I'll give my two cents worth. So the two-minute tip, two minutes from each of us. Uh, the first game we're going to talk about this week will be the Titans hosting the West Tigers. Uh, this game's going to happen at Seabus Super Stadium on the Gold Coast 805 uh, tomorrow night, which is Thursday as we're recording this. Um, uh, from what we're hearing, Isaac Liu dropped out uh, of the team. We also know for the Titans that Jermaine Asako is going to play his first game for the club uh, with Jaden Campbell injured. That opens up the door for him. Um Thompson's also returning in place of Philip Semi. Uh, for the Tigers, uh, Roberts, Mamalo, and Talagi uh, all come back into the team. Gardner's Seaforth back to the bench. Um, so, few few ins, a few outs there for both teams, Griffo. Um, how do you see this one going? Okay. Um... I probably don't need two minutes for this one, Graham. <laughs> we'll see how you go. We'll be trying to fill yeah, it. Yeah. Look, don't use the two um, minutes, no stress. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, look, I, I think it's Titans. Um, I did I did make the comments earlier that I think they're a mentally weak team, and I, I, I'd stand by that. But they're playing the West Tigers, who are both mentally weak and football-wise, they're not that great either. Um I don't see the West Tigers stopping guys like David Fifita, Bo Firma. Um, you got the likes of Mo Fotowaker, Jolif, and Tino through the middle. Um, throw in guys like Herbert Kelly, uh, Brimson out wide. Like, I just think there's too much class in the in the Titan side. I don't know who the Tigers captain will be this week. It's a sort of a mystery every. Tigers game. Ooh, who's the captain today? I think they figure out um, that, don't they? I think they do. Yeah, I think they do. Look, individually, you go through that Tigers team and you think, well, okay, they're not bad players, but they don't gel. Um, I feel, yeah, this is a game that the, 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 the Titans just score too many points for them. Um, I don't know what to say about the Tigers. Um, I think they'll probably score some points themselves because they've got some talent, particularly in the back line. Um, Dane Laurie had a poor game last week after the furor about him being out playing the pokies, which was just so stupid uh, on the behalf of the, the media, not of Dane Laurie. did nothing wrong. That may have affected him, but um, he's a good player. He'll, he'll bounce back. I hope he does, but uh, for me, it's Titans, and I think uh, I'm certainly considering this as my joker of the week. Well, there we go, considering it as a joker. Ooh. 
Yeah, with this one for me, it's um, it's one of those games where I look at the Titans, and whilst they let all those points in last week, um, the the thing that worries me is that the Tigers, when they were in a prime op- opportunity, they had a man up, they couldn't get over the line. There's just something about the Tigers that isn't clicking, and whilst there is the potential for this game to be a close one, there's a potential for it to be one of those high-scoring games, which is a which is a close high-scoring game, I just feel as though if the Titans do run out and and get a lead like they did last week, the Tigers aren't the type of team for me that could run down that sort of, um, that sort of lead. Uh, for, for the Titans, it um, be interesting to see, I suppose, the impact that Jermaine Asako has. Uh, this will be the first opportunity we get to see him playing for the Titans. We know that... Um, that Campbell provides some spark there at the back. And um, with Jermaine Osako in the team, they'll be looking to get him involved as much as possible. Uh, for me, the forwards battle with the Titans could well and truly be won. And if that brings the backs into it, I feel like the Titans would be the team that you'd want to back to score the most points in this one. Um, so I'm actually going to... Uh, I'm going to go with the titans on this one not not much confidence but um yeah griffo as 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 you said mate this one might even be your margin so i think we could be one thing we can be guaranteeing is that there'll be plenty of points but um yeah you got to be a you got to be a brave man to to set your watch by either of these teams but um i just think that uh the titans a lot of points in them excited to see jermaine sarko at fullback and I think that the, the Tigers would have trouble running down the, the Titans if they get off to an early lead and score some of those points. So it is the Titans for me. All right, so moving on to our second game of the week. We've got the Sharks taking on the Knights at Points Bet Stadium uh, at Cronulla. Team news here. Talakai's moving into the centres to replace Connor Tracy, who's out with a groin injury. Um Wilton's back from suspension. Now, it's Tolman's 300th game, so that's a big achievement for Aiden Tolman, who's played most of those games um, for the Bulldogs. Uh, Caelan Ponga has been named to return from a knee injury at fullback. Just keep an eye on that, though, because we know he was a late scratching last week, but you'd think he'd be uh, good to go this week. Mitch Barnett, uh, we just talked about, he's got his ban for the next six weeks. Suasa Sue named on the bench after making a successful return through New South Wales Cup last week after his shoulder injury. The Sharks were good last week. You mentioned the quality of the Knights before the sin bin. This uh, this looks like it could be an absolute cracker, Griffo. No, absolutely. Um, this is a game I'm looking forward to. Uh, two teams that have, have shown some really good form this year. Um, Newcastle won their first two games, including the huge win over the Roosters. It was completely unexpected. Um, then, I think it might have been the Tigers they beat. I'm not sure. I think it was the Tigers they beat in round two. We expect that. But, um, yeah, I thought they were well on track in the, in the game against Penrith. And, as I said, they were able to score three tries against it. Well, while they were playing the Panthers who had an extra man. So mm. I think that says a lot about their attack when they did it without Caelan Ponga, who was their best attacking player. So 
um, in his place, I got to see Tex Hoy was was really good. Um, yeah, I look forward to this clash. Um, it's at Shark Park. Uh, the Sharks, they're uh, they're a team that that I've got a you know big rap on at the moment. Um, I think I'll be tipping them, but uh, it's going to be really good to see. And I hope Kalen plays. Um, they've got the centre pairing of Dane Gagai and Bradman Best. Um, fantastic. Dane Gagai has been so good for Newcastle since he's gone back there. Um, Talakai is an outstanding player, but I think he might be found out. Um, I'm not sure who will be marking up on, but uh, out wide, I think they might target him. Um, I don't know if the Sharks have got a plan B in case a back goes down. Looking at their bench there, they probably don't. Um, I think it's a risk playing Talakai in the centres. Um, and that could... Oh, we silenced him. Sorry, we've just lost you there, Griffo. Yeah. Sharks. Sharks. Ah, uh, yeah, no. Um, sharks. Sharks to win. All right. So you're going with the Sharks. I'm... Yeah, I've been looking at this one. You mentioned the um the centers there, Griffo, and uh you know Gagai and Best been in good form, but I think you'd agree with me. Jesse Ramian's been in pretty good form too. I've actually been really impressed with him. Um, so I'm really interested to see He's how an impressive player. Yeah, and, and I know you were talking about Talakai in, in the centers there. Um, you know, so I feel like I mean I think you'd agree with me. They might end up going quite a quite a bit over to the other side there with um with Ramian because even just looking at some of his stats last week, I think he ran for over a hundred meters, had a couple of tackle breaks, uh, scored a try. Um, you know, Bradman, uh, yeah, best is, is also up there with his stats too. Um, I think, I think Tracy's a, a, a big loss. I, I think he's been a big loss. Been yeah. Good. Uh, I, I wouldn't play Talakai in the centers. I would have brought someone else to play there, but uh, who was the back? Yeah. Um, you know they could have they could have put Ronaldo in there and yeah good and, and brought some onto the wing. Um, I know Isikavalo was he out injured or he's, yeah he's listed as uh, Tracy and Icavalo. Uh, yeah, um, Icavalo. Icavalo must be injured, but look as good as Jesse Ramian is, he can have a brain snap. Um, yeah, and uh, I think it might have been in the Canberra game where the Sharks were up late yes. in the game and he gave away a penalty that was just a brain snap and the Raiders went downfield, went on to win the game and that's what Jesse Raymond's got to get out of his game. Yeah, but the, the yeah, if he if he can keep it together, the combinations he's building with Nico Hines, Nico Hines has been great. Love the way Candy gets involved at the back and Dale Finucane's been such an addition to this team. Um, it's a tough one to pick. Um, I just really like the way the Sharks are playing. I think I'm going the Sharks. I think it took a bit out of them last week. The Knights, um, they'll be a bit down on confidence. I'm going the Sharks. Really All right. Good. So, moving on to the grand final replay, we have the Penrith Panthers taking on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. This one's going to happen at Blue Bet Stadium at Penrith, 8:05 p.m. Um, obviously, the biggest news. 
uh, is going to be that Nathan Cleary is returning for, from his shoulder surgery. Uh, the, the last game he played was against South Sydney in that grand final where he won the Clive Churchill medalist, uh, medal. Um, we know, obviously, that Chris Smith is out this week. We mentioned that. And uh, from the looks of it, Sorensen's the player that's coming into the 17. South Sydney, they're going with the same 17. Keep an eye on their extended bench. Number 18 this week is Blake Taff. Um, always interesting to see when a player's coming back from injury, especially a player of the quality of Taff, who was the fullback throughout that run last year when uh, Latrell Mitchell was out. Um, be interesting to see if they find a spot in the side somewhere for him. But um, look, Griffo, the, the big news for Penrith, I mean, they're three three from three. Uh, the Rabbitohs have struggled a bit at the start of the year and they're welcoming back Nathan Cleary this week. Yeah, it's a big end. I mean, um, big end. Um, we've, we've heard Jay Arrow come out and talk about how he's going to be targeted and whatnot. Um, Jay likes to... Jay likes to... Um, Play that game. Yep. Um, fair enough. Um, I don't think he's saying anything that you know is is unexpected. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> um, Nathan Cleary played with a busted shoulder for the latter half of last year, and he was targeted every game. It's not going to worry him. Um, he's now playing with a shoulder that has been reconstructed, and they didn't rush him back. Um, interesting, Graham, on the other side of the field, Cameron Murray had the same operation mm. with almost one twentieth of the fanfare about it. It's as if it didn't happen. Um, he came back in round one. He's going fantastic. Um, but uh, it's all, all the talk about shoulder reconstructions being, being Nathan Cleary. Um, yeah, Cameron Murray had the same thing. Um, I'm, I'm concerned in the, in the fact that Penrith is still missing uh, Moses Leota and James Fisher-Harris. There is talk that Fisher-Harris may play. Um, I certainly think if he does, uh, Penrith's chances improve. Um, Liam Martin also on the reserves too. Griffo. Yeah, he's, he's not expected to play. Not expected okay. to play. So he's no chance from what you're hearing? Um, well, that's what I've heard. But okay. uh, um, So the Penrith pack is... is um, an opportunity for Lindsay Smith on the bench and Jermaine Hopgood. Hopgood, got it. Got it. Okay, I'm going to go Panthers. It's going Panthers. Panthers. It's going Panthers. All right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Big game. As, as you said, um, look, the, the it's it's going to be one. I think in the in the forwards. I know both both teams. Everyone looks at the halves. They look at your Cleary, Cody Walker, Latrell Mitchell. Um, you know, even the the talk of Dylan Edwards at the back. I I think Griffo, you'd be looking at this one as a Panthers fan and just. Um, just, you know, support me here. I think you'd be looking at at the forward pack and, as you said, the loss of your, your two props and looking at South Sydney and thinking, geez, we need to get over the top of this, this, this oh, big absolutely. forward pack. Yeah, and, and yeah. I, I think that's going to be key. And, and the, I, I'm really looking forward to, as we always do with these two teams, Isaiah Yo, Cameron Murray, I think they're the two best locks in the game. Yeah. Um, 
I'm I'm hoping for my sake. I know it's a bit biased here, and I I I hope that we um we see South Sydney continue that form from last week. And I think everyone does, regardless of who wins. Even if the Panthers get up, I think it'll be good for rugby league to have these two teams playing well and um and have a crack at each other. You've got Nathan Cleary, who you know is probably the best halfback in the game, coming up against one of the most inexperienced in the game, Lachlan Elias. I think he was much better last week. I think the key for oh, South last week... I thought week, he was very good. Very good yeah. last week, it is. And he and, ran the ball. And would you agree with me, Griffo, that the key for them last week probably was the fact that South just went back to a simple game plan? It was like you watched yeah, it last I mean, year. Yeah. They just dominated. Um, yeah. And the Roosters just made so many mistakes. And, and Unforced you know, errors. Yeah. yeah. But, but South, to their credit, um, they put the points on. And um, it's as if the first two weeks didn't happen. Yeah. Unsung hero um, for South Sydney, I think, also, too. There are some players that are that are, that are hitting form, like Campbell Graham's doing some wonderful things. Uh, Tane Milne, I think he's he really good. deserved yeah. his spot in this side. And, um, look, I think off the back of last week's performance, um, look, if South, if South are contented, they, with, with the... Players out in the Penrith forward pack, I think South need to need to get a win here. I'm going to tip the Rabbitohs. I'm going to go for an upset and and tip the Rabbitohs. And yes, that no, may they're, be they're a big chance. Yeah, big chance. Yeah, I think it's going to be an absolute uh, belter of a game. Definitely uh, shaping up as the game of the round. Um, one game which uh, people may not say is the game of the round, but it's obviously going to have big implications for both teams. Is the Warriors taking on the Broncos Saturday at three p.m. Uh, this game's going to happen at Redcliffe. Uh, in regard to the team news, we've got Sean Johnson on the extended bench this week, so it'll be interesting to um, you know keep an eye on that space. But um, I, I don't think many people are holding their breath for him to uh, to to play this week. Uh, Jack Murchie in the side with Sirenan out, um, and Katoa suffered an eye injury against the the Tigers. They've named him, but that's a bit of a watch this space too. Um, Kirk Capewell, uh, he's number twenty-four this week. He's uh, he's battling injury, so that's a that's a big player uh, that's not in the top seventeen for the Broncos. Flegler's back from his suspension. Uh, Jordan Ricky has been named. Uh, we know he suffered some uh, rib cartilage damage last week. Um, so yeah, plenty of plenty of uh, of names to keep an eye on there. Um, Rabati also there on the interchange bench. Um, Griffo, the, the Warriors coming off a win, albeit against the Tigers. Uh, the Broncos showed some good signs in previous weeks, but um, the, the fans in Brisbane would probably be disappointed with last week. I just okay, this is a three o'clock Saturday. All right, um, up at uh, Redcliffe. Yeah. Um, I've got to say that I don't think the Warriors are going to win too many games this year. Um, they just, I don't know what it is, but while they've got some very decent players, again, it's one of those teams that just don't seem to quite gel. Um, they're a chance in this game. But they're going to have to play a lot better than what they did last week, even though they got the two points last week. Um, the Broncos are going to offer some somewhat stiffer opposition. 
than what the West Tigers did. Uh, the Broncos will be very keen to turn around what was an awful performance um, as much for their own confidence as anything else because they did start the year well with two wins. A loss against the Warriors, no doubt will start to uh, start to take hold, I would think. Um, assuming uh, Kurt Capel's out, that's a big loss. Massive. Uh, I still think, uh, and look, the other guy who, the guy who I thought was really disappointing last week was Katoni Staggs. Um, he made a lot of errors. Um, he needs to step up. He's uh, he's a guy who's got, but he's perform. Um, I think he misses too many tackles. Uh, in defence, yes, he can put on a strong hit, but when the strong hit every now and then, it doesn't mean a lot. Farnworth has been really good, but uh, I'm going. I'm going Broncos here. Yeah, it is a tough one, isn't it? Um, you know, if this game was last week, I, I really wouldn't have any hesitation in tipping the Broncos, but. I just, I think they just showed us how inconsistent they are going to be throughout this year. And um, given the fact that they conceded so many points last week, that's a real concern for me. Um, this is another one I reckon, Griffo, big forward battle. This one, I mean, you know, with with, with players like um, Fanua Blake, Matt Lodge, uh, coming up against Payne Haas, there's, there's some big boppers in this one. Oh, definitely are. <laughs> and definitely. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be determined on how they go forward. I think um, there's there's going to be big pressure on, uh, on on the team that comes out of this one with an L. Uh, some um, some quality in both teams. It's it's just I just have a really hard time um, putting my confidence in the Warriors getting back to back wins, uh, especially yeah. to. Um, I think until Sean Johnson comes back as well, I think they just need a bit more real stability, especially around the halves. Um, <coughs> yeah, you, you made a good point. I just look at also to some of those players like if Katoni Staggs, if he's on, if he's on fire, we know the quality of Selwyn Cobo. We also know that Adam Reynolds, when um, you know when he's on, he's on, and uh, you know it was almost like he went from being the talk of the town in Brisbane one week to to, you know, back down the pecking order, so to speak. Um, and Capewell's a massive loss for them. I think that's a massive loss. You know his quality, Griffo. I mean, yeah. you, just from watching Penrith last year, how much does that guy bring to a team? Well, he's, he's, he's a cleaner opera. Um, he does miss on Kirk Capewell, but it saves a lot of tries, just... Never gives up. Uh, he's also very good in attack. Step, yeah. um, and he's got experience, uh, which is something that the Brisbane Broncos fall. Um, they need a leader yeah. with experience. Um, they got plenty of young guys, talented, strong, hard running, but they don't have a Kirk Capewell if he's not there. Yeah, no, nah, massive for them. Um, I'm still going with Brisbane though in this one. 
Um, zero <sighs> confidence. That's a that's a tough one to pick. Uh, moving on to the game at 5.30 on Saturday, the Seagulls will take on the radios. This one's happening out at Mudgee. Uh, so, if, uh, yeah, nice part of the world. Um, as a mad, as you'd imagine, Des Hasler's named the same 17 this week after uh, getting a win last week. Uh, Nick Kotrick, we're looking at him coming back from uh, his leg injury. It was a quad, I think, so he was out for a couple of weeks. That's the only change to the side that made that massive comeback <coughs> against the um, the Titans. But this is another game, Griffo, where it's a bit hard to get a gauge on these teams. You had the Raiders, which, you know, last week at just before half time, I, I was shaking my head and thinking, gee, this is unbelievable. I can't believe, um, you know, they could be down 22-0. Seagulls hadn't won a game till last week, and they just scraped home against... The Bulldogs, um, I think it's a case of it's a bit hard to, to know what you're going to get. Absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, Canberra's been in better form. <coughs> um, they had that massive comeback last week. <coughs> Excuse me. You're all right, mate. Um, yeah, struggling a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm getting myself um, uh, yeah a concern obviously that they got themselves into a position where they were 22 mil down but to their credit you know, they, they were able to win the game so that says something about the team um, it just hasn't sparked at all yet for the Sea Eagles um, this is pretty much the same side that was winning by big scores last year against lesser lights. Now, the Raiders are not a top-flight side, but they're not a pushover. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tip Manly uh, simply because I do think they're, they're due to click in attack. Um, I'm not confident it's going to happen, but I just think, uh, you know, we've, we've seen two very poor performances um, they were better last week without being anywhere near their best. But I think the win will give them some confidence. Um, and while it's, you know, not game thing, um, uh, I just, I just think Manly has the talent. I think, you know, we're still waiting to see the best of Tommy Turbo. Um, and uh, maybe it happens this week. Um, confidence uh, in a big week the Raiders can get there and go to three out of four. If they can do that, they're, they're right in line for for, uh, for a good year. But uh, I think that, that money will get them here. Yeah, um, I'm the same with you. I'm, I'm going manly, but this is another game where you just don't know which team's going to show up. Um, I, I feel like Manly's the type of team each year they they build as the season goes on. I know it's only round four, but I feel like it's usually around this time that Manly start to come good. Uh, the game last week against the Bulldogs, um, that that wasn't a good game at all. I I really I really thought that might be the game where Manly come good, and I feel like I've been waiting every week. I even had them as my um in our competition where we have the Joker and the Thief, our, our biggest margin of the week, Griffo, last week. I had Manly. You got a plus one. 
I got, got a plus, plus one. one. I got a minus 12 because I had the roosters. <laughs> That's right, you did. So, look, beggars can't be choosers. Me. <laughs> I, did, I did better than the you. Minus 14 in the first round when I had the roosters, <laughs> then minus 12. Wish I had the Panthers a couple of those weeks, but anyway. Yeah, um, yeah look, I'm going to go Manly. I don't see a big win in this one. And uh, it's almost uh, as though it's played on neutral ground. So, um yeah, out there at Mudgee, I don't. If it was down in Canberra, I'd be worried for, for Manly, but um, yeah, look, the the Raiders just just even a team that could let let a team out to a twenty two nil lead that 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 fills me with with no confidence. Um, too much strike for me in the Manly side. Should Canberra defend uh, like they did in parts last week? Uh, players like Turbo, if they, if you give him a sniff and they have confidence, then then they'll they'll have a field day, and I think that's the the key here. I think if Manly start to build that confidence and they feel as though they can walk in and and tower teams, they they will, and I think they'll take a bit of confidence out of last week, even though it was only a narrow win. So um yeah, I'm going I'm going Manly, but I I think it might only be you know one or two tries. All right, the next game we're going to have a look at this week will be uh, the Saturday night game. This this is a big game. This isn't one that we necessarily circled a month ago, Griffo, but no. the Cowboys hosting the Roosters uh, on Saturday night. Uh, Cowboys, as you'd imagine, um, they've got the same 17. Uh, they were impressive last week. Uh the only concern, I think, um, Cohen Hess, uh, he's got a shoulder injury, so they reckon the scans showed no structural damage. They're going to keep an eye on him. Um, Tanua Brown also listed amongst the reserves, working his way back from um, a knee injury he suffered in round one. Um, for the Roosters, uh, from what I can see, the only outs for them are Fletcher Baker and uh, Trent Robinson. Now, Trent Robinson's also got COVID. Griffo, um, this wasn't one of those cases where you've accidentally given it to him when you went and had a go at him about uh, ruining your margin, was it? No. No, I, that's the first I've heard of it, Graham. Yeah, so he won't so, be making the trip up. So that I, I don't know. Does that factor in? What do you think? How does that affect your tip? Well, I, I still lean towards the Roosters simply because I think they're a better rugby league team. But... Um, if you went by form, you go tip the Cowboys. Uh, they're going to be sky high in confidence after after last week. Um, if they can produce that sort of performance, they'll win the game. Um, I don't know if they're you know capable of playing that well again. To be honest, um, I keep backing the Roosters and. And I keep making mistakes, but I just think there's too much class in this side to to keep playing so poorly. Um, I'm going to back the Roosters. I certainly won't be having to probably win by a big score. But um, just but, say that yeah, again. They we lost you there, Great players. against. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you just keep breaking up a bit lately. I won't have the Roosters as my joker. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. Are you all right? Okay, so uh, Roosters to win. Um, not a huge amount of confidence. 
It's just based on the class of the two teams. And I'm going to stick with the Roosters, even though the Cowboys are playing better rugby league. Yeah, it's almost as though um, with with this one, I was I was even thinking about it before. I was thinking, oh, geez, you know, the Roosters got done last week. Um, you know, the Cowboys are in form. I almost worry for the Cowboys that the worst thing that could have happened for North Queensland was was the Roosters getting done last week. I I, I, I believe in a bit of the bounce back factor. Um, I I don't think training would have been. Too pleasant for the Roosters this week after the South Sydney performance. I think you'd agree with me there, Griffo. Yeah, I yeah. think uh, <laughs> I do think they need to um, maybe put Connor Watson back to the bench, and uh, they got Freddie Lossick in their squad, who is an out and out dummy half. I, I would maybe put him in there at the moment, waiting for Sam Verrills to come back, but. Yeah, that's I don't a fair think Connor Watson at uh, at hookers doing the job at the moment. Fair call. They lost a little bit of direction there, and we know just how key that that position is because across other parts of the park, they're they're so strong. But what stood out for me last week with the Roosters was, um, you know, I know we say this when they lose, and we say it's very unrooster like. There were there were times where it was very unrooster like in a sense that they were making unforced errors. And I think what's going against the Roosters a little bit this year as well is the Roosters are that type of team that can give away a penalty. And I just don't know if they have the, um, I don't know, as much steel in them this year to be able to give away these key penalties and and to be able to go on with it. Because I felt like there were so many times last week they just took the pressure off South Sydney by giving away um, silly penalties, letting South out of their own end. They have to bounce back. They have no choice. They're a, they're a good football team. Um, I, I can't see two performances like this. They're, they've only won one game. They need to win this week. I'm going the Roosters, uh, pure desperation. Uh, so moving on to our games on Sunday. Uh, the Melbourne Storm will be taking on the Canterbury Bulldogs. Um Big ends for the Storm with Xavier Coates and Harry Grant back into the side. Uh, Coates coming back from a hamstring injury. Harry Grant, as we mentioned last week, was part of the uh, household hooker COVID scandal. Um, that means Brandon Smith is going back to the bench. And uh, that would mean the players who dropped out from last week would be Meany and Lewis uh, from, from memory. Uh, so the Dogs, they've lost Jack Hetherington to a shoulder injury. Corey Waddell uh, is officially in the run-on side this week. Um, he's in the back row. Luke Thompson's going to play uh, top. Uh, t- prop, sorry, I should say. Luke Thompson playing with prop. Um, CMN of Fungi returns to the uh, interchange. King named to play. Fun guys back. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, fungi there, so hopefully I just leave him in the dark. Um Max King's been named. Uh, we know he did go off early last week. Um, so this is another one, Griffo, where for a lot of punters, they might see this one fairly straightforward with a strong team like the Storm taking on, um, you know, over the last little while, they've, they've almost become the perennial battlers in the uh, the Canterbury Bulldogs. Yeah. As I said, I, I, I admired their fight last week um, to hold Manly out trialists in the second half under immense pressure um 
but you've got to be able to score points yourself as well. Um, I, I think um, Melbourne, they're starting to get closer to their best team. Um, you mentioned Colts. He makes a big difference. He scores points, Xavier Colts. Um, uh, Nick Meaney did a good job last week, but he can't do the things Xavier Colts can do in the air. Yeah. Um, so he, he poses a big threat, Colts. Uh, you've got Monster and Hughes going well, Pap and Hughes, and uh, there's a lot of talent there. Harry Grant's an absolute... Um, he's, he's, he's the best hooker in the game, in my opinion. Uh, he makes a huge difference, even though Brandon Smith played last week. Um, but then you got the you got Brandon Smith coming off the bench. So I just think Melbourne too strong. They won't want to lose two weeks in a row. Um, the Bulldogs will put up a fight. I do believe uh, Braden Burns, while he's a good attacking player, do think he's got some deficiencies in defence. And Manly, I think, found him out a couple of times last week. There's... And he's playing in the centres. He, he's a good attacking player. I just think he can he can get a little bit lost in defence in the centres. I think he's a better winger, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I just think Melbourne win. Um, will it be a big win? I'm not sure about that, but I'm pretty confident the Storm get the two points out of this game. Yeah, I'm pretty confident too here with the with the Melbourne Storm. I mean, you made a good point when you talked about the Parramatta Eels. The Storm didn't play poorly last week. Um, unfortunately, they couldn't get the points. The funny thing about the Bulldogs, and I know, you know, people are going to say, oh, yeah, you're being kind here. But if we remember back to to week one with the um, with the Bulldogs, they very narrowly went down in that game to, uh, well, they got the job done, I should say, against the Cowboys. Yeah, against they the won Cowboys the Cowboys. Sorry, I'm thinking... One I'm, of the I'm worst thinking, games of the living memory. Yeah. I'm thinking about round two where they played the Broncos, sorry. So they beat the Cowboys, who have talked about being in form. And it, it, was, it was a narrow loss to the Broncos. They, they went down by six. And then you have the narrowest of margins last week. It was a one-point loss. Um, I know a lot of Bulldogs fans will say, yeah, that they, they got close, you know. Maybe you should give them a shot. Melbourne Storm are another kettle of fish. They're a different level. And the quality of football that they came up against in those other games where they either won by two, lost by one, or lost by six, is just... It's like they'll be playing a different game altogether. It's like they're going to play a different sport this week against the um, against the, the Melbourne Storm. And really, remembering back uh, prior to last week when we had the, um, uh, the game with the Melbourne Storm taking on South Sydney, uh, Harry Grant was just absolutely phenomenal, especially in that first half. Um, I, I know you've got big raps on him, Griffo. Uh, I, I think you'd still agree that he's a he's a major contender to be the Australian hooker at the end of the year. Um, and Brandon Smith coming off the bench. They're just... I, I think you're right. They're just getting players back. They're starting to build as a team. Um, they, they, they've got that strike. They're start, they, they'll, 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 they'll get the job done this week. Um, maybe not by 50, but... Uh, yeah, they're, they're definitely uh, 
they're definitely the team to tip in this one, the Melbourne Storm. All right, moving on to our final game of the round. This one is going to be a Sunday night football match at Combank Stadium. That's the uh, that's the new name for uh, Parramatta Stadium. Uh, so it's a Parramatta home game against the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Uh, we know that Eels coming off that massive uh, win against uh, Melbourne. The, the big uh, cost for them there was uh, Ray Stone. Um, we also know Ryan Madison is back. So uh, Stone out, Madison in. Uh, Cartwright's also in with uh, Remu Greg out. Um, Matt Finoy is replaced. Uh, sorry, he's replacing Cody Ramsey on the wing. Um, Gajeski starts in the back row for the suspended Jaden Sewer with Woods returning from a hamstring strain uh, for the Dragons. So um, just a couple of changes there, uh, Griffo. But um, look, as, as we said before, there's some really impressive things uh, happening uh, from the Parramatta side last week when they went down to Melbourne and they'll be looking to back it up against this week against the uh, Dragons. Yeah, um... No, I said earlier how impressed I've been by the Eels. Um, the corresponding match last year was a massive upset when uh, when the Dragons went to Combacks, well, as it was then Bank West, and um, and actually beat Para after you know Para had won a number of games in a row, and, uh, and I thought, well, maybe uh, maybe the Dragons, maybe they are the real deal. Um, uh, I can't see that happening now. I think I think this parasite, even though on paper they're very similar to the the side from you know twelve months ago, I think they're they're a tougher team. Um, I think one of the big differences in this side has been the form of Dylan Brown, hmm. who is yep. uh, he's been outstanding. Whereas last year, I, I didn't think much of him at all. Um, uh, he's um, but he's dynamic, and that's made a massive difference to Para's attack. Um, the forward pack that Para has, I think, I uh, expect they're going to dominate St. George 6. Uh, very interesting to see Tarek Sims in the 13 at mm. the uh, expense of Jack DeBelland. Uh, Tarek Sims, we normally see him as a, as a wide running forward. Um, you know, uh, Coach uh, Griffin has, has opted for a change there. Uh, interesting to see how that goes. Um, yeah, it's hard to tip the Dragons after last week's performance. Um, they've got a lot of they've got a lot of uh, bullets to fire, but I just don't think too many of them will come out smoothly. I just think Parramatta Eels here pretty confident on this one. They're shooting blanks. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, um, I, I, I've been impressed. I was impressed last week with Parramatta, and and they're one of those sides that I think will be. Um, really pushing this year for a, for a top four spot, and given the way that the first three rounds have unfolded, that those top four spots could be anyone's. Um, there there are a lot of teams that uh, have put their hand up and uh, indicated that they are 
they are contenders. And as I said earlier on in the podcast, Griffo, any team that goes down to Melbourne and comes back with the two points are definite contenders. Um, I like your point too about Dylan Brown. Um, I just think, you know, and, and I know you'll agree with me, it, it's just so so big for a team when both halves are, are in form. And I, I think that's what we've we've seen here. We've seen a halves combination that's gelling and they're working well together. They're complementing each other. When the forwards go forward, that helps. I mean, you look on you look on paper that you know Campbell Gillard, Marnie, Paulo, Lane, Papali'i, Nathan Brown. That's a that's a mighty fine uh, forward pack. I, and you I, look at the bench, Grant. I, I know, eh? You know, and then it keeps going. You know. Um, Madison and Cartwright in this week, you know, Kafusi, Makatoa. They lose um, nothing. When when those no. guys come on, they, they really lose nothing. No. Um, they yeah. probably, with the Madison and Cartwright, they gain in skill. Um, they're a dangerous team. They're a dangerous team. They're, they're definitely a dangerous team. And I think the Dragons really need to be um, at their best this week to, to even have a sniff at this one. I, I like the Eels, and I, I actually think they've got the potential to, to run away with this one. Um, I'm probably tossing up Griffo between uh, the Eels and Melbourne this week for my uh, my Joker and the Thief margin for, for biggest win of the yeah. week. But um, look, if the Eels fire, uh, the Dragons have it in them to, to like some defense, and it could be anything. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, definitely back in the Eels in this one. All right, well, that's uh, round four, previewed, all ready to go. There's uh, plenty to look forward to this week, Griffo, but I'd imagine the um, the, the biggest game of the week and uh, most of the talk over well, the next 24 hours is going to be the game at Penrith tomorrow night. Yeah, um, don't get there early, guys. Go go Friday night. But Oh, sorry, Friday um, night. Sorry. <laughs> I'm that excited. <laughs> I'll put it on Thursday. <laughs> Oh, the, yeah. yeah, yeah. I do apologise. We've got to sit through the Titans, uh, Tigers. That's okay. Sorry, okay. yeah. Friday it's, night it's, footy. It's, you know, a couple of hours, we can call it tomorrow night. Yeah. When most people listen to this, it'll probably be tomorrow night, so it's that's, okay. That's true. Um, yeah. I'm just so excited. Look, it, that, I want it tomorrow. That's the feature game, but there are others. There are others. Um, the, the clash between the Knights and the uh, Sharks, that's... That's yeah. a good clash. Look forward to that one. Both so both Friday night games are something to look forward to. Just scanning. Uh, I think the Sea Eagles Raiders. I think that's going to be a, a really good game. Um, interesting, you know, the Roosters down on form up against the Cowboys is potential for a good game there. Um, that's that's unbelievable. That game, isn't it? Because as I said a month ago, you wouldn't have looked twice that you just get your Roosters or Belton, and now people are actually yeah. considering. You know, looking at the the Cowboys for the tip. Yeah, um, I haven't quite reached that point in my life yet. <laughs> but um, I'll go give uh, credit. To, to be honest, I don't think I've got the Cowboys game right all year. Um, yeah, I've got them wrong every week. Uh, I tipped them in round one against the Bulldogs. They lost. It was the only game I missed out in round two when they beat the Raiders. And then last week, um, I tipped the Broncos. So I have a lot of trouble with the Cowboys, and I'm having a fair bit of trouble with the Roost. And, and you know what's funny, too, when we think back to it, they were so close to getting that game. There was just a you know a, a couple of millimetres of an offside call, 
uh, that stopped the hammer from uh, of course from you're right yeah they could have been they could have been on top of the ladder they would have been uh, <laughs> on four and against if uh, yeah. if the hammer scores that because they're actually uh, plus forty four with the Panthers so not far off yeah they'd be top of the ladder yeah um, to lift some yeah. butts and I, and I didn't pick that I've got to say. Um, interesting whether we think they're a contender yet. Well, I, I don't yet. Um, I, nah. need, I need to see consistent form, but uh, but good signs, good signs for, for the from the team from the the furthest team closest to the equator. Um, things are hotting up for the Cowboys. <laughs> well, Will they fry the fry the chooks this week. Oh. We shall see. They're hoping to be as hot as Griffo's fever as he recovers from uh, <laughs> from COVID. So we might wrap it up there, mate, so that you can have a bit of a rest. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I know oh, it was a bit of a pleasure. condensed episode, but um, we hope you feel better and uh, hope you have a good week. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Thanks, listeners. Talk next week. See you, everyone. Bye.